Hello guys and uh, welcome back. This week we're really excited on the Ramble because we have our very first guest. Yes, you may, you, may, you may know her from her coaching business. You may know her from her Alpha Elite Halls on YouTube, but I know her as Amy. Welcome, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit briefly. Oh God, what do you want to know? So I'm Amy, Amy Rooks, but on YouTube it's Amy Victoria because I thought Amy Victoria sounds better than Amy Rooks. But now the longer I have it, I'm like, it should just be consistent across my social medias because it's confusing. Oh, um, I'm 21. Um, I'm still a uni student. I'm in my final year. Um, yeah, I do management and marketing, qualified personal trainer, run my own coaching business, do some social media bits. That's pretty much me. And I'm from Bradford. That's a shame. I mean that's a lot going on there but yeah so your, so your expertise I'd say are probably quite like um fitness yeah and yeah. your course at uni is that related to fitness or is that just no honestly I know more about fitness than I do my uni course which is embarrassing because I'm in my third year of it now I'm, I've still got no idea what I'm doing oh well no to any of us so would you say it helps you with your business um it's no. hard to say <laughs> there's certain stuff where I think yeah it's useful and let's say my coaching business does just absolutely flop and go down the drain I've got that to back me up and I can use it in pretty much any career but mm-hmm. from what I do what I've realized is that the course is very very outdated like the marketing wow. techniques and stuff that we're taught it's yeah it's very old like very That's very old thing isn't it um, yeah. I mean, I feel like the fitness industry really, again, you'll probably know a lot more about this than we do, but has really taken off, you know, in the last, like, I don't really know how many years, 10, five? I'm yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> so do you feel like the techniques on how um, you market and manage yourself as a f- in the fitness industry is new as opposed to like maybe other businesses or like fashion and things like that, like it's very different do you think in like new and just like very tech based or um oh god that's a really good question I don't know I actually think it's quite it's a really weird one because I feel like there's a lot of different type of like I feel like every single influencer I really hate that word but that is the word we'll, I'm we'll use gonna, it as an umbrella we can come back with. to this influencer term later yeah um I feel like everyone kind of markets themselves differently Mm. and I feel like even with my coaching people do want to work with me because of like the results and stuff but I'm also quite aware that quite a lot of people want to work with me because they've seen my personality across my social media and they know I'm not going to be an absolute rat to work with basically. That's that's what you want though (laughs) at the end of the day. I guess like the first question to probably ask you is how you got into, you know, um, fitness and just like everything you do, like your own business. Like how how did that begin? Yeah, um, someone's literally just asked me about this on Instagram. So <laughs> I got into like the gym and fitness and stuff that was purely based out of like insecurity, which now I'm like, oh God. If, I feel like if you say that now, you'd be absolutely like 
hammered for it because people are like, you need to love yourself. But um, yeah, my first boyfriend used to call me like anorexic, all this other stuff. Because I was, I'm still a small human. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm Kim Kardashian, but like, <laughs> I was a very, very small human. Um, my sister's the same. Just struggled gaining weight and stuff. So I got into the gym out of insecurity, and then, I mean, I'll probably touch on this later. But anyone that goes to the gym will know, like, that's not going to keep you going forever. You need to actually enjoy what you're doing. And then I started really, really enjoying weight training. And then it just kind of went from there. I started posting fitness-ish content when I was in sixth form, but I didn't take it seriously at all. It was more just gym selfies. Was it like a... I'm in the gym. Leg day. Like a... (laughs) I was literally that person, like everyone at Sixth Farm was taking the piss. They'd be like, did you even go to the gym if you didn't post it on Instagram? I'm like, (laughs) no. Um, And then I think it was 2019 when I started wanting to actually post some workouts and be useful, not just incredibly vain. Um, And I was sending every single workout over to a qualified personal trainer before I posted it because I just thought, "I, I know that I know what I'm doing but I want the reassurance that like the form and everything is like, all right. Um, So I was doing that, but then it was just getting to be such a pain in the ass to have to edit the clips and send them over to him that Mm. I just thought I'm going to do my personal training qualification. And when I did that, I knew I wanted to start like personal training and stuff, but I basically passed my personal training qualification right at the end of last February obviously we went into lockdown like March 23rd or something oh my god I can't believe it's nearly been a year knocking me sick um so yeah I couldn't go into like face-to-face training and I know that some people get really like funny about it they're like you shouldn't be doing online coaching if you've never trained someone in person but I had no choice and I just thought I may as well start it now because if I start it now whilst I'm in my second year of uni and it does take off I've got something to go into straight away when I do finish uni um and that's what's happened that's pretty much it (laughs) oh 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 okay (laughs) speaking of lockdown and the gym is it the first place you're gonna go April 12th yeah and I honestly I can't wait and for like writing programs and stuff I am so sick of writing the word like dumbbell, kettlebell, weighted bag, banded, long resistance bands, banded, everything banded, double banded, triple banded. I'm just, I'm so sick of it. I can't wait to just write leg press, four sets of eight. <laughs> like that's going to be so nice. I can't I mean, wait to do it as well. <laughs> um, you mentioned something obviously about how you kind of got into the gym and obviously your kind of uh, feelings about yourself and stuff. Um, one thing, and this is kind of like from my personal experience, like I definitely, I'm not an avid gym goer. Like I go and I do my stuff and then that's about it. Like <laughs> what I do, I don't necessarily know it is correct. And yeah. well, I'm correct. But um, one thing like I, and I think I do speak for a lot of, especially females, um, is in the gym especially when you start going you can feel like everyone is looking at you or because you're not doing things right maybe people are kind of looking at you and maybe like other you know athletic 
men and women and stuff like might be like scrutinizing you and the workers and all of that kind of stuff like we hear this all the time like I say this to my mom when I come home I'm like this has happened at the gym <laughs> like all of this kind of stuff like did you ever experience that because obviously you know from you making videos and then sending them to PC it seems like you're you were pretty confident quite early on but like did you know because I know you said about your kind of image about yourself like did you experience anything of that kind of sort getting into it yeah um so I'm quite lucky I think I don't know how pure gyms work this out because not every single pure gym does it I've got a feeling it's to do with the demographic in the area and obviously being in Bradford there's a lot of people who follow certain religions that mean that like there's quite strict rules on like men and women exercising together so all the PR gyms in Bradford have a women's only section so that's how I mm. started off because men in the gym are just can I ask when it's women's only are, is there like big boy equipment oh that, that's the only thing because I was a beginner it was absolutely fine but now that I'm more advanced that section just drives me crazy there's like four treadmills three cross trainers two steppers a dumbbell rack up to 10 kilograms this I don't want to say like shitty because like some people do actually like using them but like the the bars that weigh nothing and like yeah. the blue yellow red, red yeah it's like, like hexagon plates and an abduction and an abduction machine and that's it so obviously if you actually want to do any heavy weights there's no like squat racks or anything in there so even that section it is like clearly gendered towards like lightweights yeah definitely I um I definitely agree with that because I I do use the women only when I'm really like I don't know about I am definitely a very beginner in the gym kind of thing even I've been going like you know since the end of college and stuff I just um I've it's just never taken off and I've never like progressed with my like confidence yeah I always do my weights in the women's only gym but like you say the equipment is so (sighs) I don't even know like it just definitely is like stereotypical of what you would think women would want in in their gym uh equipment and stuff like that and then you can't like it's difficult to progress unless you build confidence yeah but yeah I don't know that for me is like one of the biggest things I know when I speak to my friends and stuff like friends that have just joined the gym and whatever and you know should we go together because you try and like overcome this whole like men basically and like other gym goers like (laughs) feeling like insecure about it but I feel like one thing that always gets said by people that work in gyms is that no one cares like yeah yeah I mean whenever people ask me on Instagram I always say like everyone there's way too vain to be looking at you like no one's looking at you blah 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 but like I do say that, oh god, people are going to listen to this and think, what a liar. But like, I do say that to make people feel better, because actually the reality is, I know that when I'm in the gym, I do look at people and I am looking at them, but I'm I'm never like judging them, but I do look at people sort of thing. Yeah. But I don't think that many people are ever actually looking at you and thinking, what are they doing here? They're probably just admiring you yeah that's as you judge some of the boys or some of the men (laughs) like just can you just put your weights back can you grunt so loud can you you know if you've made a sweat mark can you wipe it please can you get out of my space yeah Uh, 
Yeah. It's when they put every single 25 kilogram plate (laughs) on the gym floor, on the leg press. They lift all that weight with their legs and then they just think, do you know what? I'm going to leave these on the leg press. (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess on the topic of men, um, well, yeah, we don't hate, (laughs) but like, you know, misogyny in the gym and stuff like that, like, uh, have you got any kind of ex- things that have happened, you know, any views on kind of like misogyny in the gym as, as a female, you know, fitness trainer and obviously influencer and stuff like what, how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel? Yeah. Um, there's been like a couple of situations. One that I can think of is I was in the gym once and I was doing something with a resistance band and this man came over to me and he was like, what's that for? So I explained it to him. And despite the fact that he'd asked me, what's that for? He then proceeded to tell me why I was wrong and basically just mansplained it to me. He was like, you'd be better off using some heavy weights for that. I'm like, I've done my heavy weights. If you'd have been here 45 minutes ago, you would have seen that. Mm. Um, Don't get your knickers in a twist. But then... There was another situation. I won't say what gym it was, but a gym, a gym, basically. <laughs> One of the personal trainers posted on his Instagram story. Basically, he'd been trying to film something in the gym and he was trying to film himself on one of the machines and someone, a girl, unfortunately, um, had walked in front of his tripod. I mean, when I film in the gym, I don't get annoyed with people for doing that because, to be honest, it's... I'm being the awkward one by trying to film in a public space. Half the time you, do, you you wouldn't even see it. Yeah, I'm like, j- just cut it out. Like, get yeah. over yourself. Um, but yeah, he was. He basically posted the clip of her walking in front of it and was basically just like, oh, thanks for that. Probably on her way to do um, air kickbacks on the Stairmaster. And I just thought, oh, maybe she's on her way to lift some heavy weights. Mm, maybe she's on her way to hip thrust twice your weight exactly I saw that and I just thought oh my god yeah it's definitely and I I feel like this whole like idea of misogyny in the gym or not idea like you know it's it's not an idea it happens um (laughs) but you know this this thing that happens in the gym or it kind of stops you know women wanting to get into fitness I think because when you are a beginner and you have people around you that are so confident but then on top of that we're women so it becomes this like added triangle of just like reasons why we feel a bit like anxious and like even today I right before we recorded this I um I went on a jog um with my sister and about you know it was like two when we went and the amount of like catcalling and stuff like that I don't know if it's ever happened to you like inside the building like of a, of a gym as opposed to like you know down the road and stuff which is yeah. not great either way but just this whole thing like can really have an effect on people's kind of how they like just mental health and stuff within within the space so yeah. it's interesting that that's obviously been your you know experience as quite like an established per- you know an established fitness goer in the gym to still experience that by by men yeah they're just oh <laughs> um, I, I've seen on Instagram and it kind of goes back to kind of what we've talked about you I don't know if you remember you know the assisted pull-up machine and there was like a, yeah. a period of time where everyone was posting about doing like 
with your leg and like yeah the push pushing down. down on it yeah and I don't know from your expertise if that's even you know, <laughs> any good but these this personal these tra- personal trainers like posted like what this machine isn't for and like was like bashing people doing that on on the machine but like I've yeah I've done it but I can feel I can feel it like I can feel the muscle so as far as I was concerned then that was what I cared about I don't know yeah it, it, but it kind of goes back to like kind of shaming people for even even going to the gym yeah yeah I think regardless of whether it's a good exercise or not I used to do it religiously like that was like my favorite thing to do at the gym I've not really done it in like probably like a year and a half now but now but... I would be embarrassed to go do it before no, exactly. I was like oh no problem but now I'm like no <laughs> someone's gonna film it and put me on TikTok. if you put it on my plan I'm gonna be like no Amy no <laughs> I can't do this um I think regardless of whether it's a good exercise or not when when you're posting stuff like that there's a fine line between being helpful and making people feel yeah. stupid and more often than not the vast majority of people that are doing an exercise that might not be good or might not be useful they don't know any better so it'd be better to actually just explain why it's bad rather than making content in like stupid sweatbands over your head pink yeah. lycra like taking the mick out of it sort of stuff because that does make people feel quite insecure definitely um but yeah I guess another thing about like I suppose this idea of maybe not knowing everything in in the gym or what's good for you and stuff is something that obviously you see a, a fair bit as like a personal trainer is people not really knowing how to go about you know progressing with let's say it's, it's losing weight or muscle gain and things like that like do you have any advice for people you know on like I know I don't want to um what's the word like buy you out of your business <laughs> but like <laughs> I'm gonna tell you all my secrets yeah. <laughs> but just like some initial things like any uh, myths to dispel or like any things that you commonly see that maybe are not have you done a video on this uh what on on what kind of like on your, no you're asking me on what I swear you yeah. were, were talk, there's like loads of tiktok stuff and you were going to dispel all those myths. oh yeah did you do it or Wait. no oh no I did I did um so I've done a video just dispelling myths like random ones not mm. even from tiktok and then I did a whole video about tiktok content it wasn't really dispelling myths it was more just ranting about the what i eat in a day's on there because it's uh, like oh okay i've seen i don't have tiktok but i've seen them on in instagram and there's i like a lot of people eating like 13 1500 i'm like you can eat a little bit more. most people most people can eat a little bit more than that obviously yeah if you're really really small in high and really really light in weight calorie wise you're not completely screwed but like you are going to have a lower calorie intake that you can get away with but for most people it's not like 800 calories a day like that's insane that's just ridiculous but yeah yeah, I feel like um what is that whole saying is it like 70% in the kitchen 30% in the gym or is that 80, yeah, 20, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? I think people say it's like eighty percent of your results come from the kitchen. Yeah. To be honest, I don't actually. I don't think I. I don't think I completely agree with that. I think it depends on your goals. I think if it's yeah. for fat loss, you really do need to watch your nutrition because if you can, it's so hard to out train a like bad 
diet sort yeah. of thing like I know that everyone's got these fitness watches now that tell people they burn like a thousand calories in a workout mm, they don't <laughs> <laughs> like those watches are so inaccurate um I think oh my god someone said this on Instagram like a few months ago but apparently do not quote me on this because <laughs> it's all <laughs> <But> apparently <laughs> apparently they did like a study with fitness trackers and like depending on what which wrist you wore it on made a difference in like the calories burnt because it just can't yeah it just can't work it out but yeah I think for fat loss it is mainly your diet because it's really hard to out train a poor diet but with building muscle I would say it's more 50 50 because you can be eating in a surplus and like trying to build muscle but like if you're not actually training hard enough it's gonna go to fat yeah (laughs) it's not gonna be it's just not gonna go the way you want it to go basically I'd say that's more 50 50 okay Mm. Yeah, I feel like that's um, when I when I very first started getting into the getting into inverted commas the gym. Um, I used to actually work in a supermarket, and I used to work on the the like twilight shift uh, shift to like eight to midnight. And I yeah. shit you not, I would literally eat so much. <laughs> like I'd I'd go to the gym, or like I used to do like boxing with my friend, and we'd go to boxing, and I'd literally go to work straight after, and literally just eat so much like with my work friends and just muck around like eating after after work and stuff and literally think like why is nothing happening like nothing's changed in my body in fact I look probably worse um so yeah like it's definitely about being conscious and like you say working with someone like yourself who just knows that little bit more and can give you that kind of guidance um and you know that there's a lot on the internet isn't it but when you're trying to find like a tailored plan and you don't know where to start obviously like seeking out advice from someone like yourself it's just a great you know yeah initial first is she paying you to advertise for her um no no that's just that's from the heart that is. Uh, straight from the horse's mouth but um you know it's it's true though isn't it like i'm sure you know eugenie you you've been working closely together like do you feel now that you are working with someone that knows i suppose that little bit more than maybe you do yourself you're seeing more results or your your gym like what can you say working closely with each other how how that's helped you then um definitely because I guess I've always had this like oh I just want to lose like a bit of weight you know it's typical um and then it doesn't really I was never really like tracking why I ate because I was just eating what my mum would make and then when I went to uni I was like I wasn't weighing anything but I was like well this is healthy um and it was like I was eating like healthy and everyone I lived with was like oh my god you're so healthy you you eat so much vegetables blah blah blah. but my portions were big (laughs) do you know what I mean like I I was having they were they were big and I was like eating past the point of being full because I was like I don't want to waste this food that I've made um and I was like I don't want to throw it away but there's not enough that's like a second portion so it's tracking what I eat and like when I weigh stuff out my mum sometimes like oh why are you weighing that out and I'm like because <laughs> mum because it works like it like the obviously you know like the progress I've made in like a few months yeah. I'm like oh okay like it, it has really like made a difference um yeah. and I don't plan on tracking for my whole life but yeah, you know there are the meals end. there are meals now that are, like I don't have to weigh anything because I just know 
you know this much is approximately this and blah 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 um and I think it's I remember uh one of my flatmates she got she started tracking her food but she would she wouldn't weigh anything out so it was like all guesswork which it's quite shocking when you actually weigh stuff out like how yeah. many calories is in like a certain thing and like when you actually yeah. start reading everything um but she sometimes she was a bit like oh well you know I, I went to the gym so I'm gonna have this yeah and that's you can my whole thing is as long as it's sustainable wow as long as it's sustainable and it's like a whole kind of lifestyle change type of thing and you know I in the past two weeks I've had two Chinese's but (laughs) (laughs) it's like it still fits in with like it's still do you know what I mean yeah I'm not I'm not restricting myself I still have chocolate I still have crisps I still have all of that but I'm just yeah you yeah yeah everything (laughs) in moderation yeah so you you mentioned something about sustainable um lifestyle and things like that like what like just explain a little bit I'm I'm confused about oh so like like not restricting yourself like if I want a chocolate bar yeah I will have a chocolate bar like I'll fit I'll fit everything around it rather than being like no instead of having this chocolate bar I'm gonna have an apple and peanut butter yeah do you know what I mean yeah because then I'll still want the chocolate bar because my body's craving chocolate so yeah I'm not satisfying that and also my biggest pet peeve about is when people are like when people are like oh I'm not gonna eat this for this long or I'm not gonna do this for this long oh Mm -hmm. I just want to want to tone up and they're like so they're like oh yeah carbs no they're bad and they like restrict their diet and yeah they will lose weight but that's because they're in a in a deficit yeah and then when they go when they like oh reach their weight that they want to be and then they go back to eating like normal they put it back on of course because you haven't and that's what I mean by like making it as a lifestyle yeah 100 yeah I don't know about you guys if you've um ever kind of experience what you just mentioned there about that kind of like influctuation of losing weight and then gaining weight because of this like unhealthy lifestyle um or like unhealthy moment you have with your diet and things like that but literally um before the new year like around I don't even know when it was basically when I went back to uni I wasn't eating um as much just because I was busy and I was losing so much weight and obviously gyms were I think gyms might have just closed. This year? Yeah, sorry, no, this is last year, just before the, like, December lockdown or November lockdown or whatever one we've literally just, you know, we're we're still in. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, basically, I I don't really know what happened, but I started just losing weight, but I wasn't going to the gym because they were closed and I wasn't working out at home, really. I was doing my yoga and that was, like, it. And then, literally, it got to Christmas and, obviously the turkeys there all of the meat and cheese and whatever pringles and I just put on (laughs) everything and in fact probably more than like the weight or like size whatever I was probably before and it's so easy when you start losing weight unhealthily to like carry on like you it gets like addictive I suppose and I guess that's why we obviously have like um 
you know eating uh, like disorders and things like that because it is like a quick fix kind of thing isn't it but um yeah basically what I was doing was not sustained like at all and it wasn't intentional either it was just that just happened to happen yeah but, um yeah now I know now I know that isn't the <laughs> right thing to do and obviously if I'm not feeling hungry or don't have enough time to eat it's like what you're eating makes such a big difference yeah. you know, making active decisions but yeah what like what would you say then if you had a client and um you know you I don't know if you do n- nutrition as well uh as yeah. Like, yeah yeah so you have like your nutrition uh, nutrition plan and obviously workout plan for your client and within that kind of nutrition guide do you advise not eating you know sugary snacks or like do you do you say to them like don't kind of avoid this or like do you give them any kind of like yes and no foods or would or do you is it sustained in the sense of like what they're doing and what they're eating yeah um I don't have any like these foods are good these foods are bad I actually have an entire page in my nutrition documents about the 80 20 you don't want to say rule because then it is kind of like something that like you must stick to but like general guidance is like 80 percent and I'm not going to use the words good and bad food because I just think it's really unhelpful Mm -hmm. but 80 percent like nutritionally more valuable foods and then 20 percent whatever you want and obviously sometimes some weeks it won't work out like that if you're having a really shit week and you've had two takeaways already and you just think do you know what I can't be bothered I want another one some (laughs) weeks it might be like 60 40 but yeah I think an 80 20 rule is a good thing to follow just to make sure because like a lot of people do if it fits your macros which is pretty much what all my clients do but some people take that to an extreme and they will really see what they can fit (laughs) in their macros like they won't touch a vegetable or a piece of fruit it will just be how many mcdonald's and kfc's and all that sort of stuff can i fit in my calories yes you can lose weight eating mcdonald's all day technically you can do it but is it the healthy way to do it no it's yeah but yeah, there's no like good, bad foods. There's no off limit foods, unless you've got an intolerance then obviously. Yeah, def- yeah. Okay. <laughs> Avoid that. That's nice then, isn't it? That it's kind of like an active decision, the internal active decision that obviously your clients can then make. And I guess other gym goers and things like that. Yeah, that's, that's really helpful to know then. Um, I have a question. Go for it. What would you say what's your biggest pet peeve about the industry or the gym or it's a good god (laughs) really good one um where do i start no where do i start oh i feel like it sounds really mean but i'm gonna say it i spoke about on instagram the other week it's kind of two things in one, but mainly how unregulated it is. It's not very regulated at all. Obviously, if you're working in person, you have to have a personal training qualification. When people DM me and like, do I need a PT qualification to be an online coach? I always say, yeah, legally, you don't. Like, you can call yourself an online coach and you can coach people without the qualifications. You don't oh, wow. actually need it. If you go into a gym and you don't have the qualifications, they're literally laughing your face and tell you to go away and come back when you've got a qualification and some insurance um 
so online wise it's quite unregulated and then oh this sounds I don't know how to say this about it sounding mean but I just feel like that not everyone needs to have a fitness account and give out fitness advice and there's a lot of people that do it and like their accounts blow up and then they're like oh I'm gonna do my qualification now and then they learn it and I just think especially when they've given out like dangerous information and that's what they've blown up with I just think you the learning should be done before you start putting content out there and I actually had a quite an awkward not awkward but I just wanted to make sure she was okay one of my friends has um a fitness account and it's on Instagram and it like you know when people say I'm just making this to keep me accountable but in the back of your head you look at the person you think you've put about 150 hashtags on there that's not to keep you accountable you're trying to grow a page which is fine mm-hmm. say with your chest yeah do you think people do say it with your chest to get like clothes yes <laughs> and it's ov- I'm sorry it's obvious when people have done that because some of the brands that people will work with I just look at and I think that's a drop ship company um, like they've, they've bought everything <laughs> off AliExpress and slapped a label on it it's the kind of brands that basically will do like that they'll sell like the AliExpress version of like vital seamless Gymshark leggings Mm. and then put a logo on it and I just think I don't know each of their own but for me personally I think when you start pushing stuff like that it kind of takes away from your yeah integrity in my opinion I I Mm. just think yeah I I, um, I can hear that actually what you're saying I feel like um what we talked about about you know this being trending and stuff it just goes hand in hand that one of the reasons why we have influence I don't know the guy's name maybe you'll be able to help me out here the guys that founded Gymshark the one yep. that um Ben Francis I think I might be referring to the other one the other one I don't know his name he's the one that brought out of the company sold his yeah. share yeah. yeah he's not like an estate agent now is he or have I got that wrong Ooh. something like that um he has his own podcast actually maybe one day we'll get you both on there <laughs> um <laughs> he said something really interesting which I feel like kind of goes in line with what you were just talking about where he said that when they founded Gymshark um they basically begun almost influencers like they kind yeah. of were influencers before the term influencers gets thrown about and I know you say you don't use that term whatever don't like that term but umbrella it for now yeah. um <laughs> and he was saying about you know we'd we'd go to like body body power or, or whatever they go to and they'd buy a stand and then they'd get all these like people in from America or like UK or whatever who were like quite big on I believe like Facebook at the time um yeah, yeah. And obviously got them in, got them to like wear a t-shirt, gave them like said they'd give them like a free t-shirt or like whatever or pay for their trip. I feel like fitness is such an easy way now to get into the influencer industry. Oh. Once you've got, you know, and you you literally said it, you know, just then yourself, but like I completely see why that can be quite infuriating, especially with you say the regulations and how people go about doing it and maybe because everyone is quite like clouty in our day and age like it is a bit like yeah. oh I've got these free clothes or like it it become it does become quite difficult then when you're you are in it for one you've done it seriously two you're in it for your you know your profession or that's what you want to do or you know it becomes quite like convoluted like everyone's kind of on yeah. together when actually there's such a big difference between someone that is 
passionate or you know wants to do this is really keen on like helping others and themselves and then there's someone that is just like tiktok wants to put on their like clothes and gain followers because for them like publicity and i use that word when i just mean like being seen is so important yeah but yeah we talk about this all the time on this podcast (laughs) it might be our favorite thing to talk about um there's a clear difference um because like i was saying with my friend she really is using that instagram instagram accounts keep herself accountable she's got like originally it was on private so it's like friends and family i didn't even know about it for like two weeks (laughs) because i'm just not important enough um but then she she has a tiktok which isn't like she don't post that actively she just if she got something to post she'll post it basically she kind of uses it like facebook sort of thing yeah but the the issue with tiktok is you don't control who sees your content like you don't get any control over that whereas with her instagram she does and i saw that she'd uploaded a like what i in a day kind of thing and i dropped her a message one out of mainly out of concern because i was totting up the calories in my head and i was just thinking that's Mm. not good but two i was like i've literally ranted about this the other day and i'm gonna feel like such an idiot if I don't say anything but I was just like yeah you want to post it on your Instagram that's fine but when you're posting it on TikTok you don't know who's going to see that and people might see that click on your page see your weight loss transformations and think that's what you've eaten to get yourself to look that way when it's not true I know that she has actually done it healthily and sustainably it was just a poor day to choose to do a what I eat in a day for a sort of thing and um, was it yeah. like really low was it what what was bad about it? it it was just really low calorie like when the tiktok ended i was just thinking <laughs> where's part two <laughs> where's the rest of it like where's the rest of it um but yeah you can 100% tell the difference between someone who has made an account to keep themselves accountable and someone who is saying they've made an account to keep themselves accountable but actually they just want free clothes and do you know what there's actually nothing wrong with that but yeah. I just don't deal well with people saying one thing when actually a hundred percent this is an interesting question um I don't know how many clients you've worked with obviously you know you just said that you kind of was in we were in lockdown you went in so I don't know how that's kind of affected uh how many people you've taken on but yeah, have yeah. you had booming. clients absolutely booming <laughs> have you had any clients <laughs> where you know you're taking them on you've given this advice and then they have actually begun a page and um okay I feel like that's a good this is this is good um but yeah has that happened and if so like what what went on there you know tell tell us do tell yeah it's happened a few times actually and is that bread cutting (laughs) (laughs) carrot grating we we love we love the dresses Jesus Christ. Anyway, so, um, what was I saying? Um, yeah, so basically you've you've had a client and they've begun a page. Yeah, it's happened a handful of times, but now I'm quite good at spotting them because, because I, do, I am like so frequently active on my Instagram, when an inquiry comes through or like someone pays a deposit and the name comes up, I will recognise the name and there was one girl who signed up for my coaching. And as soon as she did it, I thought, she's staying for four weeks and then she's off. With everything that I give her, she's off. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just going to take the blueprint. 
she's gone. She's got what checking questions she needs to ask people. <laughs> she's got the kind of nutritional information she needs to give people. And I noticed on her account that her Instagram captions were basically copy and pasted from questions oh she'd asked me and I then answered. Have you posted about this? I don't think I have, you know. <laughs> I don't think I have actually posted about it. Oh, do you it. know what it is? It's when someone um, basically copied your logo. Oh, God. Okay, well, that's, that's a hot... We'll go into that in a second. <laughs> um, you really yeah, have... I have. I have had people... I have had people do it, but at the end of the day, I'm just going to take it as a compliment. Yeah, I think, you know, it's what you've just said, though, a second ago. It's this whole regulating thing. If people feel like they can do that, you know, buy in, have the money to buy X amount of days or weeks with you and then get what they need and then just, like, basically... They're off. Yeah, like, Is there no legal way that you could, like, get someone to, like, sign a contract when they become a client do you know what i do actually need to sort this out for like just for like the information i give out i'm not bothered about people sharing like yeah. conversations like if they learn something from me that's the whole point i'm more than happy for them to go and share that like why would i want to gatekeep yeah information yeah. and to be honest there's nothing i say that's like completely novel and has come from my brain and you couldn't find out if you googled it it's just that it's <laughs> People seem to prefer to ask me rather than Googling stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do need to actually work out some form of contract just to make sure that like, cause I'm putting some more documents together, um, like educational documents, just to make sure that they they don't get basically copy and pasted because mm. they will. Yeah. Mm. I was gonna say, I, d- I don't know. Do you remember, wait, do you remember when we went into the first lockdown and all those Gymshark plans got leaked? Oh, oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much all the gymshark athletes their guides got leaked oh my god i was i mean speaking... some of them i looked and i was like if anyone's paid for that i feel really sorry <laughs> for them. Because... i mean that's the thing though isn't it like companies as well when you're such an established company and you put something out like that everyone's gonna think it's like top you know top dollar top dog kind of thing but it's just not the case I think Um, but what I was going to say is I remember speaking about like the legalities of it and we've all brought a uh you know Grace a Grace Beverly Grace Fit whatever you want to call it BND BND, whatever it is oh how many names how many names (laughs) I honestly can't count um but those (laughs) bands like when they used to come with a guide I swear at the beginning of the guide there was like a legal jargon kind of thing going on saying like if i printed out the entire guide and have i looked at it maybe once i just know that there's some kind of legal thing saying that if we see this anywhere like you're like suitable for like something but i don't know the thing about that is obviously you know more about your business than i do but i swear (laughs) you have to pay like for the legal yeah like copyrights over your own infringement like infringements of your own documents but I yeah know much there is fees that. involved if you want to make it that serious I have worked with like coaches and personal trainers before where I think sometimes the things they make you sign are more just to encourage you not to do something but if you yeah. did realistically I don't think there's a lot I think do 
yeah just even putting something at the beginning of your document just as like a little warning but like you don't have please to. don't steal yeah. or like a, when you agree to become one of my clients do you agree not to blah 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah and um, but like you say it is it is really interesting that in the example you just gave about that girl and her like four weeks and then going going away then why wouldn't you just use the internet like if you just want your yeah. fundamental oh like, god it's yeah i mean like it's so I charge like £105 a month. I mean, to be honest, I'd rather just spend a day Googling than pay someone. Yeah, that's... But you know what? Every... Surely there's YouTube videos on it as well. Yeah, 100%. The definitely I just is. think when, you know, some people like that will just see it as an opportunity though, like £150, that's great. I've literally got a startup business. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I've got my business plan. It was quite cheap. <laughs> exactly like so i think that is probably the mentality that you know x y and z has um when they pull stunts like that but yeah that's um it's not good is it but no. i don't know if i've got this right but eugenie might have said do you you work with a fashion brand or a, a, a gym fashion brand or what yeah i work with alpha Lee, which is they're not on the same like I, do you know what the weird thing is with social media? You live in such a bubble. And I did an essay last year for a digital marketing module and we didn't get to choose. We basically had to choose from preset questions um, and brands to do it on. Gymshark was on there. So I was like, <laughs> I'm doing Gymshark. I know a lot about this industry. And like, you had to do like industry examples and comparisons. I was like, I can reel them off. I've got thousands between my brain um but when I did that I feel like when you I feel like when you're on social media in such a bubble and like you might follow a lot of people that wear the same sort of stuff and think oh this is like really like popular and like I used to think they were like just as big as Gymshark they are a newer company I'm 99% sure because the person that owns it used to actually be a Gymshark athlete um but when I actually looked into like Gymshark's website analytics things on this website called SimilarWeb, if anyone is a marketing student listening to this, it's really, really useful if you need website analytics. Um, and then I compared them to Alphalete for one of the points I was making. The difference was like night and day, like the traffic and everything is completely different. But Gymshark have been around longer and they do a lot of releases now. Like Alphalete is like a launch based company. They'll do like one launch a month. If that, they never do more than that. Whereas to be honest, I don't really follow that many Gymshark athletes anymore, but I feel like every single week they're like, this is dropping on Thursday at 7 PM. And I'm just like, was Gymshark like the first, basically the first, like, it was the first commercial sports brand that wasn't Nike or Adidas. Like it was, it was like the first kind of like gym lifting kind of brand yeah. that became yeah. really popular right yeah I'm pretty sure from oh god I don't know if I can remember this correctly I'm pretty sure from what I did last year it was one of the first or the first like fitness apparel brands to actually just say we've got a website we've got a website that's it and over the years they've been asked by companies like ASOS or JD like can we stock the stuff and they just they're not interested in doing it everything goes through their website yeah I mean I definitely would recommend um I wish I knew his name but the other guy that was obviously founded it his podcast like he does talk about the 
like the establishment of the brand and stuff and I just remember them saying like back then the like you know like stringy vests or whatever they're called like yeah like that was what the brand was built around like string vests and how obviously for the boys they want to like have every basically be topless without being topless yeah obviously what the the company's been founded on um so yeah I'd assume it's the first like stylish you know not like gym wear like Adidas and Nike but the first one that was more about like not vanity but you know what I mean like tight what it looks like like feeling good yeah like it's definitely that like is the first that's what I understand is the first kind of like one that does that anyway but yeah that's would you ever um you know depending on how things go are you interested in making your own (laughs) like (laughs) having your own products or would you that would be something you would ever consider doing obviously seeing many people obviously do do your own resistance bands and bcaas and (laughs) supplements and things that have been done thousands of times before but i'm still gonna call myself an entrepreneur um (laughs) no um i think with bands and stuff if i'm being completely honest it would be easy money because they're not expensive to make and you can mark them up if you put like a pretty logo on it you can mark them up for like 15 20 pounds if it's like a proper material one but I just feel like so many resistance bands now why surely everyone has one by now exactly I don't like I don't don't personally feel the need to add to it barbell pads same thing yeah BCAAs never um with gym wear clothing, it was something that I actually used to want to do like four years ago when I first got into the gym. I was like, I'm going to make the next gym shark. But like the more I see like all these brands come out, I just think, I've, I feel like you can never say this about any market because there's always someone new that ends up coming along and like disrupting it all. But I just feel like as it stands, the market's pretty like saturated and there's nothing I could actually add to it that's of value and I don't see the point in launching a brand or a product or something yeah just for the sake of adding to it I'd rather do something where that's actually something that's different or something that we don't have like the kind of brand and I've done like some market research on this would be swimwear for me because I love swimwear (laughs) and I'm really fussy about the like bikini styles and stuff and yeah. the issue is in the UK, there's Opoly, which I don't really want to buy from and give them any more money for being completely honest, because it's just, oh, yeah. the morals are just, they're not good. They're not good. They're, no. Um, <laughs> oh, another podcast topic. <laughs> literally. Opoly is pretty much the only one that does the kind of like very, style of bikinis, yeah. like very minimal plain you're not going to look like wearing a nappy when you get out of the water sort of bikini bottoms in the UK that's pretty much all we have to choose from yeah and it's mainly like Australian brands to be honest that do really really good swimwear so I think in the UK especially now with Brexit I mean Australia was already not going to be an issue in that because we had to pay customers anyway but like even if there was any alternatives like in Europe now you've got to pay customs on that. So I just feel like there is actually a little gap for some swimwear that's ethical. Yeah. And it's moral. Um, and it actually looks like the Australian stuff. 
yeah um australian swimwear is just it's so funny you said this because i always think like what company can i create like mine's not swimwear but like, I always <laughs> think, like for me australian fashion is literally yeah. like my exact style like i absolutely love it like their summertime like everything even their wintertime stuff is so all of the australian bands like always like so sabo skirt and things like that like they're so nice yeah, you're right. They just, yeah. one of the Australians, so good. Um, but I was going to say, we know, obviously, sustainable brand, Tala and stuff. And we obviously spoke about... We spoke about, like, um, how gym wear or, like, the gym industry is a gateway, like, to obviously if you want to be an influencer and things like that but we've seen like brands are kind of like Tala is and you know I don't know much about it and this is not throwing shade or anything but Star is a fashion brand and now they've got cutlery and stuff like that you know like they've got bamboo straws and bamboo forks and you know like all of that kind of stuff so it's definitely everyone who I feel like comes into this industry and, and sets a brand and stuff has this intention to be like just a fashion brand but then it's so easy to then like okay we're going to do everything now like we've established ourselves we're going to do gym clothing and this and we see Tala like now just just like everyday kind of gym style but just like everyday clothing almost yeah so yeah there's not really much additive stuff that goes in to the apparels and the like we say like the little companies that have been startup companies like they're all very this the samey same yeah I think as well like I mean I know I've just said like a more ethical sustainable <laughs> moral swimwear brand but I am also completely aware that actually the most sustainable thing you can do is actually just buy less stuff yeah so I think with some companies, they say they're trying to disrupt the fast fashion mm. market, the fast fashion scene, but their rate of launches yeah. is not too dissimilar to a fast yeah. fashion company. And then at that point, I just think, how sustainable really is that? And I'm not, I'm not saying, I, I don't buy that much stuff, but like I do buy new stuff. Not everything I buy is secondhand. I'm sure some of the stuff I buy actually has terrible morals and ethics behind it. I shop at Zara, like... Yeah, don't we all? <laughs> I'm not a saint. I'm not a saint. But I just feel like... A lot of it's just greenwashed. Yeah, I it's can... not as sustainable as, it's, as it comes across. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing my dissertation on. So. Ooh, yeah. very... So <laughs> it's what, one of the quotes I read, it's like fashion can't be sustainable with like fashion means like newness yeah I don't know if I've like quoted that right but it's like if you can't be sustainable if you're still buying and you're still consuming like yeah that how you know um (laughs) and one of the questions on my questionnaire was about the term greenwashing and most people that have answered it don't even know what that means yeah so I only know what it means because of uni and is that Am I right in saying that just means when you like cover up what you cover up basically the whole ethic by saying it's sustainable or it's better when it's the same thing but just does slightly different? I don't know. Like maybe you should just explain what that means. 
Um, even one of these. <laughs> I mean, I haven't actually learned it. I just know the term. And the way I would describe it would be like, if you you have a brand and yeah, it might, you know, you might do the bit here and there, but you'll kind of like PR yourself and like brand yourself yeah. as being sustainable and being ethical. And you kind of greenwash it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we see that a lot then uh, with lots of sustainable brands that do bring well, out. It, it would be like, you know how like H&M have like their conscious range. Yeah. But H&M isn't a, a sustainable brand. Mm. Yeah. Or like Zara join join life or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I buy something from Zara and it's got that tag on it, I'm like, oh, sustainable. <laughs> I just think cotton. Like, uh, but yeah, I think yeah, it's just like what you said. The fashion industry is isn't sustainable as a, as a rule of thumb. Like the only way to be sustainable is to not buy anything. Yeah. Again. Like, yeah. And it's it's virtually impossible. As, as yeah being in a modern day consumerist culture that is literally impossible yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah I think the main the main thing is more like mindful consumption like I do think before I buy more than I used to I'm sure there's still stuff I buy where it's like did you really need that yeah. no. I think how many times are you gonna wear it realistically Amy the weather's think, not great in England. <laughs> I think with lockdown, though, like I don't know about you, but I've definitely, I know loads of people have brought more, but I've definitely brought less. Like, I just feel like that I have no reason to buy clothes. Absolutely no reason. Like, I've saved so much money. Yeah, literally. So I, don't even, money. I don't know about you, but I barely have money to begin with. I'm like out of a job. And that's actually, <laughs> but like, you know, I, I could be making more if we weren't in, in a lockdown. Um, yeah. But yeah, speaking of buying things and things that are trending at the moment, waist trainers. Uh, <laughs> waist uh, trainers. Would you like to tell yeah. us your views on waist trainers? <laughs> um, one, I'm 99% sure they're actually quite dangerous if you wear them a lot and you wear them all the time. That's not good for your like internal organs. Like they need, yeah, I Googled they need somewhere it. to go. It can... Um... <laughs> It quote works because it shifts your internal organs. Oh wow! It's yeah. kind of like which I mean, not just get a rib removed. Just go under intense <laughs> surgery. Get a rib removed. Do you, um, do you, I mean, have you have you used a waist trainer? I assume not. No, I've never used one, but I also recognise when I say that that like genetically, I'm very very lucky. I don't put fat on my waist. My waist is smaller. Hmm. My stomach is quite like, yeah, not a wiggly line. What the hell was that? <laughs> I, like it goes in and out. I've yeah. got quite an, a narrow rib cage, so yeah. I've never been insecure enough mm-hmm. to yeah. look into it. So I do like sympathise with people, but also it's nothing to be insecure about. And also, you might be able to shift your internal organs about. You can't shrink your bones if you've got a wide rib cage. You've got a wide rib cage. And there's nothing wrong with it. A hundred percent. I think, um, especially with TikTok, I don't oh. know why TikTok has blown up the world of waist trainers even more so than they, you know, were coming into talk. And we've, you know, don't the Kardashians got, wear them? I was gonna say we've got like Skims. So. I know Skims are not, you know, but that whole like kind of the silhouette and wear, it's all very popular at the moment. 
and I, I don't know about you, but I always look at my For You page and all of a sudden I'll see people like putting on their <laughs> waist trainers and then like putting on their dresses and like showing the difference and stuff like between the silhouette, what they look like kind of before and after and stuff. It's just, yeah, like you say, you can't change your bones. Um, you literally can't change your bones. So no, it's, it's just a shame. I keep on getting asked about... Um, the weighted hula hoop thing oh, on yeah. TikTok that people have been doing. Inher- there's nothing inherently wrong with doing some hula hooping. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to like hula hooping. I've used a weighted hula hoop before. Um, but I just don't like the way that the trend has been packaged. There's nothing wrong. If you enjoy that as a form of exercise, it's a decent form of exercise. You've got to burn some calories through it it will help you with like a calorie deficit if you are trying to lose weight but is it gonna shift your fat away from your waist and push it down to your hips like some people are saying no is that why people do it um yeah some so people are saying because of the weight it basically push yeah shrinks your waist and pushes the fat into different places but the issue with stuff like that is it's kind of like, I did a whole YouTube video on it. It's kind of like the whole thing about anecdotal evidence. So like someone will do it and they will lose fat and it will look like they had like quite a straight up and down frame before. And then it will look like because of the weighted hula hoop thing, they've now got this shape to them Mm. when actually what's happened is they always had that shape underneath. They just didn't, they just had fat there and they've, exercised more and they've you know eaten a little bit less so they've been in a deficit and they've lost that fat and that's why it looks like that not because they've used a weighted hula hoop to push the fat down but people will see that and think oh well I looked like that before so if I do that I'll get that and yeah it's it's a horrible mess when that happens and I feel like especially with TikTok more so than Instagram I'd say because it's TikTok you see about 100 of the same thing as soon as your algorithm you know chooses to show you that um yeah I've I've seen so many of the hula hoops I've also seen really bad bruising from the hula hoops as well I've heard about that yeah like people who have done it so vigorously in such a short kind of you know space of time and if yeah I don't know what the weight's like I don't know if you choose like a 5k one like I'm, I don't know if it's like 1kg I'm really not too sure but obviously people have gone in really heavy and end up getting like bruising on their like uh stomach and like back of their stomach and stuff that so it's just painful this is what happens though like when like you say nothing is like people just feed all this information out and one person buys into it and then the next thing you know you've got a trend like yeah there's <laughs> like an out of control trend and everything um, just, on tiktok it just blows up everyone not an influencer okay so <laughs> what i mean by that is for example i'm 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 not an influencer Chloe, you're not an influencer. Never say never. But you could wear something, right? With your with your 200 whatever followers. You could wear something. Someone could be like, oh, Chloe, I really like that. Where's it from? They go buy it. Is that not what an influencer is? Is everyone not an influencer? When you leave a review yeah. of a product, is that not what an influencer does? Mm. I, yeah, I, I agree. But Just don't get paid for it. 
I think the issue is like mass influencing. Like when you're an influencer, you mass influence, you know, and that's the difference. We're, are we really influ? We're friends with people that are like-minded. You know, you don't make friends with someone and have nothing in common with them. So we're not just like-minded and wish when we influence our friends, is that not just because we've got the same likes and dislikes and same values and uh, meanings of things whereas when you're an influencer you're put on a pedestal and everything you do becomes reputable or i.e a trend i think that's the big difference so when you're someone like who who goes by the term influencer or gets paid or maybe doesn't get paid but has a huge platform you essentially you could wear this and this could be then trending or sold out on on zara or wherever it is you've brought that from i think that's it's about it's about mass it's about how many people you've got basically control over through you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i mean like i think that's the big difference it's the same you know with the fitness influence uh industry i could say to my friend i've tried this hula hoop (laughs) and um this is great you should try it then they try it but that's only one person that's a friend you know that's someone who I talk to probably on a daily basis it's not a stranger that looks up to you but doesn't know you you know what I mean I think that's the difference of of, of what is everyone an influencer will know because not everyone is doing it for other underlying reasons which is you know jobs you know whatever we whatever influences uh, financial gain I don't know whatever it is but yeah so in your influencer definition you would have the word mass yeah, I think you need to have a huge number of people that you're influencing to be able to call yourself an influencer and who are not just friends. So what about... You have a lot of friends, you know, like... <laughs> what about these, what is it, micro-influencers? Again, they are, still, they are still influencers because they're influencing people that probably aren't friends with them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know... But in you... that respect, then I'm an influencer. Well then, yeah, if, I mean, technically, yeah, you fall under the definition if you're posting things and promoting things and trying to get people to buy into certain trends, lifestyles and things like that, then yeah, you're an influencer. But do you do that? Well, I've had people message me that I don't know. <laughs> be like, where's this from? But like, are you intentionally doing it? No. Do you know what I mean? Whereas influencers do that because they get paid to... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, am I not making sense (laughs) like is that not yeah I think there's a difference between like having influence over people and like influence as a job title because obviously if you are an influencer whether people like it or not it is a job title people do get paid for it yeah so yeah but is that is a good question it is a good question but yeah I completely agree I think you can influence people you can be an like I mean, you can also influence people and be an influencer, but there's a very distinct difference between someone that just has influence over people and someone who is influencing people for some other fundamental gain, whether that's growing followers, making money, trying to get clout, like whatever the, whatever you want to call whatever it. Whatever the reason is. Yeah, like that's just a whole different ball game. Um, yeah. I think that's that. that's just that, you know? Like it is what it is. Um, what do you think then? Do you think everyone's an influencer? Me? Yeah, you, I mean, you're the one that said it. <laughs> oh, um, I think it depends how you define it. 
in the term of if you define influencer as someone who influences then yeah anyone can be and anyone anyone can do it if they wanted to if you know mm. um but when you define it with like mass and you know the intention and blah 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 yeah. then, no I think the term also has a different meaning to maybe what it used to have so when we do say mm. influence, we literally do mean like we mean what like we mean sales assistant we mean you know electrician it's, it's it is a job like you say it's a job title so it's it it depends what also reference you're saying like influence over people influencer like if there's a different terminology behind it but yeah, yeah. that's that interesting <laughs> interesting i feel like we always talk about influencers <laughs> um but yeah speaking of influencers do you I mean, you have quite a fair amount of followers then and probably uh, on your YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so technically, um, so you probably have quite influence over people, like quite a it's bit. A- it's actually been quite... You influenced me to buy my first gym sh- gym gym shark leggings. Oh, there we are. <laughs> back back in um, back in uni first year ah uh, first year of uni oh good times <laughs> when I was literally the most well, I still am I'm still a shy person but like I was literally like oh mm. don't know what to do oh god um yeah I didn't actually really until I started like working with Alphalete there was no real way of me knowing the influence I actually have over people yeah and it's quite scary actually (laughs) like seeing that obviously I think that I think there is a difference I think people sometimes are quite harsh towards people that do like social media and stuff because they're like you're an influencer you need to set a good example but I think when you actually look up what people can really be influenced to do like is someone drinking in a vlog really going to influence people to copy that behavior Mm -hmm. no is someone wearing a nice outfit completely harmless going to influence someone to want that outfit probably i think people not to dumb influencers down but i think people often overestimate what they can actually yeah if that makes sense i mean it is um it's basically like it's like consumption at the end of the day we always try to distinguish like good consumption and bad consumption or like the outcome of consumerism and things like that but technically it's consumption yeah but it's also like influences as well like you have an active decision to like buy and that decision the only time things are considered bad like bad influence bad consumption whatever is if your um decision is not your decision yeah you know what I mean but even if someone's influencing you you still have to you can you make the fundamental final decision yeah exactly technically being you know as yourself like having influence over people is the same as a company putting out an advert to get you to buy enjoy and sell like buy enjoy and consume sorry not sell do you know what I mean so like I, I feel like the weight that we put on it is the same weight as a Kellogg's cereal advert you know what I mean or like it's the same thing like it's just it's just coming from more like personal 
Yeah, I think the hard I think the hard thing nowadays, and ironically, <laughs> um, this was actually something that Grace she did that Diary of a CEO podcast, and I listened to it the other day. And there was one point she made, and I actually thought, do you know what? That's actually really spot on. And she was just talking about like criticism and like taking things personally. And you know what? Like everyone can sit and say like, if you can't stand the heat get out the kitchen like if you can't take criticism on your brand like you shouldn't have a brand sort of thing but I think everyone's brain is a bit irrational and like let's say I launched like a swimwear company and someone said this swimwear I don't like it and I think it's really bad quality is that a personal attack on me no (laughs) but that's something that I've made so I'm gonna take it personally sort of thing and I feel like like influencers influencing people it is the same as like companies putting out their own adverts but like the criticism is harder to take because it's you sat behind your phone whereas if people write into Ofcom to complain about a Kellogg's advert to be honest the person that owns Kellogg's is probably so rich that they just think I really don't care yeah 100% (laughs) doesn't it then just become more publicity for them as well anyway well as we learn in first year there's no such thing as bad publicity. This is true. As long as people are talking. Mm. Exactly. That's, that's the fundamental thing, isn't it, at the end of the day? But yeah, I think that's so true. And, it, and like you say, if you're, if the brand or influencer or whatever, if it's your face that's tied to it, obviously it's, like you say, it's not Kellogg's, it's not whoever owns Kellogg's, like sat behind the desk, like, they probably never even hear of any bad feedback and they probably don't care to be honest you know, like, they probably don't actually really care. care but when it is so close-knit if it is literally your face that's the bra- on the brand or you know your face is the company or whatever it is in your case if it's your fitness company and you're literally the brand um yeah. then yeah it's it's just about taking it as like criticism like you say we're taking it as like insults and you know yeah you have to like rationalize it in your brain I think yeah I think that's I mean that definitely works and I feel like that's actually really good advice for anyone that's planning to endeavor some kind of brand or career or something where they are going to be the prime point of criticism or contact when people have something to say yeah 100% what about so you know when influencers or celebrities or whatever they're like associated with a brand and you know some kind of video or there's a tweet from said celebrity or influencer and it's all controversial and then the brand drops them mm. kylie jenner pepsi advert r.i.p <laughs> kendall oh kendall shit sorry my bad <laughs> um you know what i think I think it depends on the context and the situation like generally speaking if someone's wrote an offensive tweet the chances of it being offensive towards me as a white straight woman very slim like don't a man might have wrote a sexist tweet but like generally speaking not gonna be like up in arms about it for me personally but I don't know it's a really tricky one because I don't want to sound 
like I'm invalidating people's like feelings and like experience and stuff. But I do think sometimes, especially at the moment, when people are digging up things that people have said six, seven, eight years ago, and then that has an impact on their like current life and they don't even get a chance to sort of explain. I do question whether that's really the right thing to do. And obviously it completely depends on what that person's done. Like if they've like, it comes out that they've been a paedophile or assaulted someone or been like really like disgustingly racist, like so hateful, obviously it depends on the situation, but I don't know how I feel about stuff like this. I think I just feel like sometimes things get taken too far on social media, but yeah. Hmm. What about the other way around in that the brand has the scandal and then the influence or celebrity leaves? It's like, I think, well, the thing with like influencer marketing is the values between the brand and the influencer they have to line up and like even just from like a financial perspective like it's been shown like time and time again if the influencer and the brand doesn't make like sense in consumers mind like if that fit isn't a good fit then people aren't going to be influenced by it so I think I think if your values are completely different like Gymshark dropped someone because they had very right wing political views on things that had gone on in America and um, it was quite recent actually I think it was last year around the time of like all the Black Lives Matter and um, police situation and they dropped someone because and their reasoning was we've just got very different beliefs yeah. and your beliefs don't fit in with our core values and beliefs as a brand and I don't actually think there's anything wrong really with that because even the person that got dropped I can't remember his name he did make a whole video and it said even if they hadn't dropped me they weren't feeling comfortable working with Gymshark anymore because they just had completely different stances on like the political um climate at the time but it is definitely an interesting situation mm, definitely mm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like it happens all the time though when we see people taking on brands, uh, like and being ambassadors for brands, where they just in no world does it make sense, but <laughs> it makes no sense literally. But the thing is, I mean, we said it earlier, so many people just want to get into the idea of influencing and getting into like building up their own image and you know content on social media that they do just take on anything yeah especially like very like it's not start out i'm not gonna say like start out influencers start out celebrities or like whatever it might be but like just people that haven't got enough to like turn down things when they get approached so they have to take on everything they always get approached because they need to like establish themselves and therefore the only way they do that is by like taking on every opportunity that comes their way without- yeah of like deep understanding of the brands and maybe like 
no knowledge of actually we're completely different with what our views are on you know matters of race gender equality left-wing right-wing politics anything like that yeah I think it's I think it's super important to like obviously do your research on like brands that approach you and like even just specific products like just do your research on it but also do you know what just because someone's offered you something you don't have to say yes (laughs) and like I even before I started YouTube like I didn't have that many Instagram followers but like enough for like the the kind of brands that will send stuff to anyone and basically every man and the dog to message you or email you and be like I'll send you some green stuff and I still used to turn it down because I just thought one I don't want to do it (laughs) I I don't want to do it two it makes no sense I'm just not interested in it so I think yeah you kind of do you know what actually no you don't need to take random yeah jobs on to get a foot in the door and I think actually when you start doing that and you get so carried away with like taking on all this free stuff you get all this gifted stuff you do all these like sponsored posts or whatever when you do get to a bigger level if your following does grow I feel like what influence are you actually going to have over people because over the years you've loved you've been absolutely obsessed with about 50 different products from about 50 (laughs) Mm. different brands and at that point it's just like how obsessed are you with that Um, so I don't actually think it works in people's favors to do that but if you're in it just to get free stuff and not actually make a living out of it or actually have yeah. a good a, an influence over people then knock yourself out accept yeah. it all <laughs> I mean I guess yeah that's a fair thing like knock yourself out is fine but then at the same time like they probably still will have they people will if they've got followers and someone's reached out to them maybe they shouldn't be taking it as like free free stuff because they've been re- they've been approached for a reason basically like yeah I think it's yeah, like yeah. you said do, do you just do your research and a lot of the times like and this is very like linear like not set in stone kind of thing but a lot of the times the companies that like you say do reach out and want everyone on board are probably like really poor quality just like like you say stocks from AliExpress or those kind of like warehouses and where they just like buy loads of stuff and then just sell it on for like triple the price so you just yeah. need to do research and things like that but yeah to finish off oh, do you want to play was... oh do you have another question oh okay no, well, I, had okay. Add. Okay. Um, I was gonna say what annoys me is like when um like it's more on youtube but like you'll see a youtuber and they'll do like oh updated makeup routine or updated hair care or or they'll just you know my hair care, and then they'll be like oh uh my favorite product or i'm obsessed with this but they've done these videos like every year and they've used completely different yeah. products there yeah. was like, <laughs> it's the whole routine's different so it's Hold the phone how much did you really like these ones from before <laughs> it's, the, it's the one where they say it's, it's a whole different video from a whole different month for like a year or whatever and they're like this is my holy grail i've been using this for years but it's like but we haven't seen this like in any yeah. of our videos um but yeah like I mean that with that being said everyone obviously changes their like skincare hair care whatever like so regularly but 
every single product yeah true like I've probably been using the same like brow products since I was like in high school <laughs> or like you know same <laughs> I don't even know like lip balm does anyone ever try new lip balms like I don't know if that's a thing yeah. <laughs> so yeah definitely do you remember um, when baby lips was a thing mate I don't even want to think about that oh my god yeah Parky, <laughs> wow green coats and the baby lips and the- do you remember mac barbie 07 what was that <gasps> YouTuber won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. I have no idea what that is. She was, she was, she was like the beauty fashion really? guru. Yeah, literally never heard of. Awesome. <laughs> what I think about when I think of initial YouTubers is like Zoella. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. those those kind of ones. And that was before, like that was when makeup tutorials were literally like mascara and lipstick. <laughs> and that, that was it like that was the extent of what we'd watch but um yeah should we play a game yes a finishing a finishing game now I have no idea what the questions are going to be so usually maybe you should be game master <laughs> um I mean I haven't really planned this out but as we are aware me and you are southern we are southern and yeah. Amy you are from the north so yeah. <laughs> um you, you know there are the accents basically <laughs> there are some debates that mm-hmm. occur mm-hmm. um i guess the first one is where is the divide oh my god do you know what i'm really not good at like uk geography but i think anywhere from like where i don't know if manchester's further down than me but i'd say anywhere from manchester upwards is north no, that's the same for me. I'd say Manchester, Liverpool, and then yeah. I think Leeds is maybe slightly higher. I was going to say yeah. Leeds is the cusp. Like, I'd say Leeds is like, <laughs> you're on the cusp. Because you don't see someone from Liverpool and be like, yeah, you're a southerner. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you yeah. can't include those in the southerners. Yeah, we yeah. don't. But, like, I feel like the reason why I say Leeds is because when we say, like, Reading and Leeds Festival... Leeds is like the up north ver- version of Reading. Leeds is the scatty version of Reading. <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of like that's kind of the divide. So basically, Leeds and above is like north, and then everything kind of like down is 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 this end. Um, yeah. yeah, like, who, I, but who claims Birmingham? No one wants Birmingham. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, no one wants Birmingham. All they have there is Cadbury's World, and uh, that's it. Yeah. Well, there's, people, there's people who are like Newcastle upwards is the north no I'm sorry you're blind if you think that uh, that's so stupid that is so stupid <laughs> how am I southern do I sound southern <laughs> no um yeah I think I think it's difficult with geography to be honest do you have a less um geographical question for us yeah um <laughs> the 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 age-old what are the three meals of the day breakfast dinner and tea (laughs) what it is breakfast dinner and tea so hear me out you don't have lunch when you say breakfast no because dinner can be lunch it's breakfast dinner slash lunch tea okay but here's the thing in the uk no, sorry, not in the UK. In like down south, and I feel like this is more of a London thing, but like um, this is a very like grandparents kind of thing. But 
we would usually have like obviously breakfast lunch and dinner and then tea is literally like biscuits and tea with like cake like that's like what old people do anyway so tea is when you have hot food at lunch and then you have a sandwich or something lunchy at dinner so it would this is I, you're looking at me as if you're not from the south Eugenie. so it would be breakfast lunch and dinner this is news to me this is like what I've always known so it'd be breakfast lunch and dinner if it's like breakfast sandwich hot food and then it would be breakfast dinner if you have your roast at lunchtime or something hot like soup or something and then tea would be like a sandwich a tea cake some kind of like lunch style food for dinner that's how i would do it personally and then you have your your dessert or your or your tea which is like your cake and tea after mine is just simple breakfast lunch dinner so you um, never so you never switch dinner and tea around if it's hot or cold food no that's so weird i swear maybe you're not from maybe you're not from the areas that i'm from maybe you're not really a southerner um but the way the way so you know when you're in school right and you're learning Mm. another language and they're teaching you the words for the meals of the day yeah do they teach you in the north dinner is whatever we learn as lunch or do they teach it to you as breakfast lunch dinner Honestly, I've done French since year nine, so I couldn't tell you. But what I will say is, even if they do teach it like that, the other language is simply wrong. So the majority of the world is wrong, but just a small portion of the UK is right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. I'm so confused about the whole... I always thought that everyone did the whole tea and dinner thing, like if it was hot and cold. Like, it's tea on a Sunday... So I agree with you on a Sunday, basically, is what I'm saying. I agree with the Northerners on a Sunday that it is breakfast, lunch, it's breakfast, dinner and tea because you have your roast dinner at lunch on a Sunday. What time do you, would you have food on a Sunday? Well, I don't always do this because I work and stuff. But yeah, realistically, on a traditional Sunday, you would have your like roast dinner at around like one, two. And then you'd have like tea around like I don't know five six maybe maybe well I don't know if it's my family then but when I wasn't working on Sundays we would uh, Sunday dinner would be about four five still I I think that's pretty normal in a in a a working family but traditionally yeah you would have your your dinner your whatever lunch whatever you want to call it um (laughs) mid you know mid kind of early evening no early afternoon sorry no yeah early afternoon like lunchtime Mm. but yeah I don't have any interesting south north um things I can't think of any I'm trying to see if I can think of any I've been in a big argument with someone because it's slightly different but I told them I was from London and they were like oh you're not one of the people that says you're from London but actually from Surrey and I was like well (laughs) that is us (laughs) yeah where I live it counts as Surrey but it's also part of London (laughs) so I literally googled it and showed it to them and I was like look and I get transport for London tea like it's I I have an Oyster card which you can only use in London you know I'm my where I live is a zone whatever of London but it just happens to be also part of Surrey (laughs) 
I just say I'm from London to anyone who doesn't live in London, basically. <laughs> and then if yeah. I, if it's someone who lives around London, I'll be more specific. Like I live on the outskirts of London, which is Surrey. Like that Surrey is the outskirts of London. Yeah, they cross over. But in 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 my address, sometimes I put London and sometimes I put Surrey. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's. So yeah, I've got a massive argument with someone about that. Strange. Yeah. Do you get any Leeds Bradford? I mean, not really, other than the fact that everyone that's from Leeds thinks they're better from pe- than people that are from Bradford just because they teak. They, they teak? What? <laughs> because they speak a little bit more upmarket. But like, do you know what the thing is? Our town centre is like worse than Leeds town centre. Like, Leeds city centre is actually pretty nice. Our city centre. <laughs> see some questionable sites around there i don't feel comfortable going on a night out in bradford i've not done it since i was like underage um oh, wow. but, <laughs> um yeah so they're like city center nicer than ours which i feel is where people are like leaving them in bradford this most people from leeds speak a little bit nicer the rough areas of leeds are rougher than the worst parts of bradford like no doubt about it there are some scary areas in Leeds like the student area in Leeds where everyone leads where everyone leads where everyone <laughs> lives is like Headingley, Hyde Park bodies have been found in bins yeah oh, wow. so I think super... there's a lot of roads in like Headingley, Hyde Park area which are like the most robbed criminal roads in the UK like it's not a good place to live it's just not <laughs> One of my friends um, from uni, she's from Leeds, and the area she lives in, she, the stories she has told me. It's scary. People yeah. are scary. Like, literally from her street, she's like, oh, from my window, I've seen this and this. I'm like, oh, my God. How are you yeah. still there? Like, why do you still live on this street? I was going to say, like, I know that Leeds city centre is actually quite nice, though. So, I mean, at least they've got that going for them, right? Like... City centre is nice, but as soon as you step out of it, it's like... <laughs> no dark without the light though eh so <laughs> is it is it long to go on a night out in leeds no no like when the if the roads are dead so like um do you like taxi or? i yeah i drive to leeds quite a lot because my boyfriend lives with you. Um, um but i drive to leeds quite by the way before anyone comes for me he lives on his own i am his support bubble Thank you. Oh, okay. Anyway, just um, <laughs> just to, I literally I get <laughs> questions about it all the time on Instagram. I'm like, leave me alone. If I was doing something wrong, trust me, I wouldn't be posting it. I'm not stupid enough <laughs> to do that. Thank you very much. Um, that makes it sound like I've been doing something wrong and not posting it. I have <laughs> to clarify. Anyway, no, but even if you, even if he, I don't know if it's too controversial, but like, if you're just seeing that one person. Is yeah. that really such a bad thing? Oh, we will get into that. We live in a day um, and age where you can't say anything um, about what you're doing without getting backlash, to be honest. So, yeah. With the- like, I, w- I want to go on holiday this year, but I'm so scared that even when we're allowed to go, if I go, yeah. everyone's going to be like, that's so irresponsible. And I'm just like, Are you going to go to I'm Dubai? Sorry. I'm, I'm not going to go to Dubai <laughs> because I just feel like that's become a running joke now. But, um, yeah. Oh, people are just crazy. But yeah, when I drive to Leeds, like if it's like busy, like I'm going to go to Dan's later. If it's busy, 
I it takes about 20 minutes to get there but on the way back from a night out and I mean I don't know if taxi people around you are the same the way they drive Jesus Christ it's like they've got a death wish I get home from nights out at like two in the morning from Leeds within like 15 minutes what the hell so it's not bad I don't know if I, my geography is absolutely poor, by the way, but I, I just assume that your equivalent, like driving to Leeds, would be like us going to London, no? It's that... probably quicker, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> us driving into central London, maybe because of traffic, takes like you might as well fly minutes. London yeah. because if you, it depends whereabouts you are in Bradford. If you like complete opposite end, it probably would take you forty minutes to get to Leeds, but yeah. If you like, oh God. Yeah, this won't, this won't incriminate where I live. I'm just going to say it. If I drive five minutes from my house, I'm in a Leeds postcode. So oh, wow. it's Perfect, okay. like literally right there. Yeah, That's it depends crazy. where you live, really. Hmm. But yeah, I love a good night out in Leeds. Yeah, I bet it's quite. I've been on a night out in Leeds. The uni. Oh, where did you go? Oh, curiosity. Prism. Can you remember? Prism. <laughs> it wasn't my choice. It wasn't my choice. It wasn't my choice. <laughs> Prism just it was okay. Fresh 18-year-olds with vodkas and cokes. Uh, and these weird 30-year-old men. Oh yeah, those ones on the on the on the edge. And just like cigarettes, like I don't know, <laughs> when you don't even smoke. Yeah. <laughs> and just like cheese room. Oh, I hit <laughs> and just the smell of like prism and the carpets and just yeah don't even want to think about it carpets <laughs> in a club shouldn't be allowed no that should be illegal actually 100%. prism literally loves carpets they love them literally, it's weird though because like they, they must cost a lot to clean but you know they're opening one in Newcastle they literally don't clean them <laughs> yeah. surely not well, last I read, where you know where Tiger Tiger used to be. Oh, right there. I've never. Do you know what? I've never actually been in there when it was Tiger Tiger. I've never been in there when it is what it is now. What is it now? I don't know. I never went in that building. Yeah, I've never <laughs> been in there. It just screams children. <laughs> We've been to the Tiger Tiger in London, but yeah. it. I swear it was for the tourists. Like I'm not being funny, and I say this all the time, and everyone says no, that never happened. But you're gonna, you're probably going to say it right now. But when we went to Tiger Tiger, I shit you not, we ended up. Walking... Oh, we went through some kind of shop. Yeah, we went. No, in... We didn't. No, I swear the entrance to Tiger Tiger is in a souvenir shop. I swear, like one of those proper London souvenir shops. Suitcases <laughs> and the and the sweets and the the keychains and the flags and just no. Listen, you so... were doing shots on the train and then fo- chasing that with edamame beans there was it wasn't in a shop i think there was a shop on the corner of the street I swear to god a man took us <laughs> in the shop and led us down the stairs and then said this is tiger tiger apparently that no <laughs> apparently i'm losing my marbles so you are losing your marbles that didn't right happen. well i think we can leave it there then yeah i think we've thank you so content. much for being a guest you're welcome. Welcome. You're welcome. I mean, it's been very enjoyable. It's been very nice having an extra voice, an extra opinion. And um, I feel yeah. like you've shed a lot of light on things that we necessarily don't know ourselves. And I'm sure the listeners will love the <laughs> content. <laughs> I feel like we've covered a lot of stuff. I'm like, what have we actually spoken when about? I, when I write the book, we've covered a lot. 
very briefly yeah there's definitely yeah, def- scope to go in depth in some of these things yeah. definitely especially mm-hmm. with the business and stuff but yeah maybe that can be something for another another time when we really go in when we really get a magnifying glass on that but yeah for <laughs> now it's been a pleasure thank you for having me mm-hmm. any of your social medias we could always link in the description if that's okay with you yes yes that's fine yeah. you're more than welcome to link me yeah in case our listeners are like who is this girl i want to get on that <laughs> i want her to be my coach yeah what <laughs> of that will be in the little description box of the episode right thank you for listening and thank you for joining us yeah. we will see you soon Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and roll the outro music <laughs>